Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 12. We're discussing the five personal beliefs that must shift before you can get what you want. So this is such a critical topic right now. Beliefs and the ones that are holding us back. And that's what we're going to cover today. What are five of the key beliefs that are effectively holding you back from making any progress with most of the things in life that you want to succeed at? So before we get onto this, pause the podcast, go <laughs> no, and give it a five-star review, got them I don't, but give it a five-star review and then go share it on your Facegrams <laughs> and your Insta books and everything else. You sound such like an old person. <laughs> I know. Let other people know that it exists. Maybe someone else will enjoy this podcast. So Absolutely. go do that quickly, then come back to us. <laughs> and I will say we've had a little tiny break, haven't we? Yeah, we had a little short break. We had visitors, well, mm-hmm. one visitor. <laughs> Your so mother. We've, so we've been away, but here we are, we're back. Exactly, and a bit of home improvements as well. So yeah, I think we had about a week, a week and a bit off from making podcasts. It's felt like felt like ages since we've done this. This is really super, isn't it? I know, we haven't been able to have a chat. <laughs> so here we are, we're back. Right, know, so hopefully you've done chat. this review, you've shared with people. Let's get on to the subject exactly. at hand. So the first belief that I believe is holding a lot of people back is the belief in lack being the main thing in their life. So this is hugely the case with money mindset. And we've covered this before in the podcast. I cover it extensively on my YouTube channel, Mama Farfar. But there's this real culture built-in mechanism about lack being the default setting for most people. So what do I mean by this? Obviously, it's not just money, but it's also lack in your success. So for example, in those two areas, let's take money and success. It's the default being that there is only a certain amount to go around. We've touched upon that before, right? Yeah, we've mentioned it in a podcast before. Like people think of money or opportunity or something like that, that there's only a certain amount that the world can have. And so when we see someone else succeed, and I think we covered this on the episode about, you know, why someone else's success doesn't reflect on you. You know, we kind of touched upon it. Mm -hmm. But it is all about your brain going to this hunter-gatherer mindset when it shouldn't be the case. Like there's only so much food, you something really physical tangible we tend to switch this also to money and opportunities for success and these are two concepts as we've talked about lots of times things that are totally unlimited money although we think of it very physically is completely unlimited they're printing more money constantly to pump into the economy right now as well and just because someone has a couple of hundred couple of thousand couple of million or even billion in the bank. It doesn't mean that there's less out there for anyone else. There's just plenty of it around. And if you want some, then you go out and earn some. Absolutely. And, you know, so let's talk about, as I say, focusing on money. Really, this is a huge trigger point for people. And I think one of my key things is to get people to flip that from. They've they've probably grown up just thinking money is hugely in lack. They've had that inbuilt thing or maybe seen their parents struggle with money. And so money caused problems. And therefore, you get into the mindset of maybe people said, you know, we can't afford it. We don't have have enough all these subliminal messages about money is in a lack and it's the same with opportunities you know how many times do we see someone else get something 
and then in our brain we resent them for getting it and it all goes back to we think that they've got it so we can't have it or we can't possibly get that opportunity as well. So obviously when you're in a workplace oftentimes there's only one promotion available for a position and therefore it is the case that there's only one and if someone else gets it you are missing out. Yeah that's very tangible. But there are other companies and other places you can work and therefore actually you can shift that mindset entirely and move it to the fact that there is more opportunity out there more than is necessary for you Mm. or everyone else and actually you just need to go out and seek it that's the difference between there being opportunity versus a lack mindset i think when you see the opportunity you'll notice and recognize that there's plenty of it around but it's not necessarily hand delivered to you Mm, and it's more about you have to just make sure that you keep your eyes open and that you seek the opportunity and that you drive for it absolutely Uh, you know my mind went straight there we're just you know we're kind of getting out of this pandemic or the recovery process what happened at the start of the pandemic in the UK that would be critical of like thinking about lack. Can you remember? Oh, that would be lack of toilet roll, <laughs> lack exactly, of sanitizer. <laughs> That's exactly where my mind went. And was there a lack of supply? There was no lack of supply after everyone bought the initial batches. The <laughs> exactly. shops got themselves sorted. Everyone had clean bums. So I think we probably did all right. <laughs> and, you know, having clean toilet paper didn't stop the spread of the virus. But that was exactly it. The mindset of lack or potential not knowing what was coming around the corner, a thinking that things would be in short supply actually caused the very lack that people were worrying about. And that's what I really want to emphasize. The key mindset for anything to do with success, money, perhaps even, you know, your health, there's no lack of what you can spin and create for tomorrow. These resources are truly unlimited. And it is fundamentally one of the beliefs. If you can override your default, which is through no fault of your own, you've just seen other people experience it, it will be a game changer for you in your life. I guarantee if you look at the toilet roll situation, if you were running low in your house and you missed the kind of drive for everyone else to go and get it and you ran out, I guarantee you would find a way. Mm. You would find somewhere that had some. Even make if your it, own. <laughs> I don't think you'd make your own. That's a bit of a challenge. But you would find some way of keeping yourself and your family clean and tidy. Mm. You would look around. You would do searches. You would make it possible. Absolutely. You just would. And that's the thing. It, the lack mindset says, oh, there's only so much. And if it's not handed to me on a plate, then it's not available. When in actual fact, if you want to seek things, if you want to make them happen, if you want to make them possible... You just need to put the actions in place. Actions, critical. That brings us on to the second belief that I believe that is holding a lot of people back. And that's the belief in limit. So again, both of these are very tangible and I think a lot of people can relate to them. It's essentially... Uh, a concept that you believe there's only a certain amount that applies to you so rather than lack which is a certain amount applies to the world or situation this is all about you believe that there is this ceiling in place for perhaps how much money you can earn perhaps how much value you can bring to others Um, a typical example is this undervaluing mindset so if you're someone with a side hustle or an entrepreneur or you're self-employed this mindset is so critical to get out of it is the mindset 
of that you've got to make your prices or your value in exchange for your goods and services so that everyone can afford you. You know, it's almost like you're frightened to charge the value that you truly would like because somebody might not buy it from you. So I call it the undervaluing mindset. And it's one of the first things when I coach or work with anyone who's an entrepreneur, self-employed, is I literally drill down. I did it the same for my own business and say, what prices are you charging? And does that reflect the money you need? Because I think, again, it's kind of quite common when we're experiencing lack or we're maybe trying to go into an area that we've never done before. We undervalue because we don't want to seem like we're charging too much and not be applicable to a large crowd. I think a lot of that comes from what you think other people's perception will be. The thing is with limits, everyone, I think, has them built into different areas of their life due to your upbringing or the people around you. Mm -hmm. But what you'll find is at some point you'll surpass those limits that you've had in your head. You'll go past them and you'll achieve more than you thought. Either you'll get a promotion that you never expected to get in the workplace or your bank balance will be higher than you expected. And hopefully what happens is that you start to reprogram your brain to say, yes, you might have limits that are in your head as a subconscious, Mm. but you can surpass them. So what happens instead is that that limit then becomes a milestone, just Mm. another step along the way, along the journey to wherever the limit might be, if there is one. Often as not, there are no limits at all. You're just limited by how much work you want to put in or how much opportunity you're willing to see. Absolutely. A common one would be when we think about in the workplace. So if you work for someone else, how often do people define themselves by their salary? And it's really common as well when you go to look for another salary because you've been used to a certain amount, you know, like my wage, let's say it's £25,000. You're used to that amount. I very much guarantee you would struggle to go below that. But what you would do say well this was my limit so I expect something higher now and I think that's all about again these limits on ourselves like why just create a limit that is £5,000 more why not create a limit that's £50,000 more you know it's all very it's these amounts are just totally based on what you think is right for your skill set and what someone's willing to pay. But also actually on that point the employment market is very, very weird. It seems to set limits on itself. Yep. So when you go to an employer or an agency, they say, oh, how much are you earning today? <laughs> and then they, then they base your next position and your next salary that you can get away with asking for mm. on that number. Exactly. When yeah. no one actually needs to know what that number is. Mm. No one can double check that number or get confirmation of it. Mm. So therefore you could really say whatever you like mm. and it doesn't matter. It's odd how the world also seems to imply these limits on you as well as yourself yeah and so the key thing i want you to take away from this belief in limit okay we want to spin it and we want to get over this is the first step that i do with a lot of people that i coach and i do this with myself as well is say what's the value you need for your time your services in whether that drills down to an individual product an individual service or just overall hours that you want to work What's the minimum you need for the lifestyle you want? So let's say you want to go from full-time to part-time. Well, then your hourly rate or your products and services based on the quantity you average sell, it has to jump up 
right? So you have to make that step and say, what is now going to, instead of this limiting me, what is the new parameter that I want to set? And you could even go, well, do you know what? This month I'm okay with this, but next month I want it to be 10% higher, then another 15, and then 20. You know, you can, you're in control of what you set as your own limits. And I, I really love to do this as well, because I think as entrepreneurs, so I, I've got a side hustle I shared on my YouTube channel, actually the past month, um, we I hit a new milestone, didn't I, for my YouTube yeah, channel? You and pa- it's a mixture of semi and obviously passive incomes. But essentially, I broke five figures from my side hustle. I have a day job, but I managed to hit five figures, just over ten thousand pounds, close to eleven thousand. And you made a video all about I it. I made just a in video. Case people want to watch <laughs> that. Search for Mama Fur Fur. It's there. Exactly, but. I think what for me, I'd always had this kind of threshold about what I thought my side hustle should bring in. Like if we want to go back to basics, I put on a vision board a couple of years ago an amount I'd like to see and I smashed that amount. But I had seen that as my first kind of ceiling amount that felt right. And now it actually is kind of ramping up and whether or not I'll hit five figures next month, it's very, you know what it's like, everything's very organic and goes up and down, it's like the stock market. But for me now, I've seen that I can achieve a certain amount and so I suppose subconsciously I'm now creating that new limit of what I think is the bare minimum and then see what else is possible and it all goes as well back to the the mindset that you've had to create a certain financial limit in your life you then will need to change something to take it to the next level now that's all to do with like the law of sacrifice right in order to get something you must give up something and it's a really good mindset game to actually go and break down with yourself what are the things that are holding you back that could allow you to be more efficient to reach more value to offer more in your business or niche so the third personal belief that I think is holding a lot of people back if you could get over it is the belief in that one chance the one shot only will come in your lifetime for you to achieve or be fruitful or maximize something you're doing So the challenge with this one-shot belief is that you feel if you don't get it right the first time, then it won't happen again. Or, often as not, if you don't get it right the first time, then you'll repeat the same mistakes and have the same challenges if you were to try again. So I see this a lot when you're looking at weight loss and body composition changes. So what happens is people at some point decide they want to go on some kind of diet or change. And either they don't get to their goal or they get to their goal, but then after a period of time, they end up back in the ways that they were before Mm -hmm. and then end up in a body shape that they don't want anymore. And then that programs your brain to think, well, I messed up my one shot (laughs) and if I do it again, I'm going to get the same result. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Ultimately, you just need to decide that you're going to succeed on something. And if it's possible to succeed, then you will. It's that one shot mindset that says that you can't achieve something and it sets you up for failure rather than allowing yourself to see that there's always opportunity there's always chance to move forward i think a huge thing is it's maybe the mindset of regret or you know things only come once in a lifetime or something like that and it's almost believing in bad things by default i suppose the rest of the beliefs are that they're kind of things not working out in your favor as the default where it should be the opposite it should be well you know if you if you maybe miss that bus or you know you miss that business opportunity don't worry something better will come your way because that good was intended for you if you truly believe it and 
And I think it's all about, you know, looking at the course of your weekly actions and your monthly actions and saying, look, did I make the best attempt at all of this? Well, then the opportunities that come my way, I'm either going to jump on, they're going to feel right. And equally, the ones I give up, I know they weren't for me when it's coming through. And I think it's that maturity that comes with maybe taking some opportunities that don't work out. I think that should be part of any kind of natural Nothing wrong with failure at all. Nothing wrong with failure. The, The point of failure is to learn from it. And that's me. You know, I can tell many stories about maybe opportunities where I've invested money in different concepts that haven't actually given value to my business or to me. But actually looking back, you think, well, maybe it was more so that the next time I did invest something, and I'm not talking about stocks and shares, but maybe next time I invested my time or some money, I would be absolutely certain that it's the right thing. It's the right thing for me right now. I think if you were to succeed first time every time, you don't have a story to tell, you (laughs) don't have the learning process, you don't learn what not to do. And also, how many times do we go on a journey trying to achieve something? Mm. It doesn't quite work out. Or along the way, we get a little detour to something <laughs> that we actually prefer or something that's better. <laughs> you talk about me there. <laughs> no, you're one of those examples. But I think there's scientists that have been looking for different things at various points. Okay. And then they end up stumbling across something right. else yeah, and yeah. solving something. Um, wasn't the penicillin guy? Yeah, 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 Somebody course, who just stumbled course. across it. He was doing something else. Yeah. And he ended up discovering <laughs> penicillin. Selling guy. I don't Thankful know who for moderation. Yeah, and some of the examples I often mention are Thomas Edison, who made the light bulb. And the theory is that he tried 1,399 times to make the light bulb, and it was the 1,400th time that he got it right. And he simply said, I haven't failed at making the light bulb 1,400 times. I've succeeded one time and found a way not to make the light bulb the rest of the time. So he spun it as, well, you know, I found ways that don't work, so I'm getting closer to a way that does work. Think about air travel, helicopters, aeroplanes. If we didn't have the right brothers trying their multiple attempts to make something fly in the air, and, you know, we wouldn't have that technology, we wouldn't have that benefit in life. And even, as you said, all the medicine discoveries, if we weren't trying to find cures for vaccines to get people you know life wouldn't have progressed with the health standards that we have even right now we're looking for a cure for something thankfully we're finding all the ways that don't work so that the way that does work will appear but you have to kind of make those errors nobody ever gets it right perfectly on first attempt I think it's very rare and I think to be honest if it did work out first time it's probably not been the most efficient way Or, you know, you've not gone through some trial and error to get there. Well, I also think if you get it right the first time, maybe the longevity of your delivery of it Mm. may be a little bit compromised because you haven't learned lessons along the way. So let's say you're starting up a business, you launch a new product and it does really well. Well, I think that that success is unlikely to continue for a long time because you haven't go through those steps of knowing how things might go wrong, how things might fail and what to avoid as you move forward. And therefore you are going to stumble even if you get that immediate success. So that's the thing. The journey is the lesson often and Mm. you need that. It's important. Absolutely. And that goes with weight training, it goes with money, it goes with everything. So let's go to belief number four. Believing that your circumstance is the evidence only. Bit of a truth bomb there. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it basically means that we kind of get stuck in this pattern where we believe that the circumstances we live in, or the way our body looks, or the money in the bank, 
that that's absolute, that it's a direct result, then we feed back and it controls how we think, how we feel, and that cycle is the loop cycle for feedback, when actually it's the opposite. It's our thoughts, beliefs, actions, which create the circumstance. So, for example, the way we feel about our, the, the amount of money we have, the amount of health we have, the, the house you live in, these have all been through choices you made previously. So think about when you're buying a house, right? What is the process involved when you buy a house? You look at how much you can afford and then you go and see what's available in an area that you like. Right. But sometimes when you're in a house, do you not sometimes wish that you had looked at actually what the dream house would have been or the house that fitted your needs rather than based on budget? I think that more so when you're in a house already and you're looking to change, to upgrade, to get a larger size of house, often as not, the default will be look at what you can afford and then go for that rather than look at what you want Mm. and potentially wait until you can achieve that. Absolutely. And so that's the whole point I'm getting at here. The example of a house is just one thing. But like, for example, with our bodies, right? It wasn't like one day you went to sleep with the perfect body and the next day you woke up and you were 20 stone overweight, right? It's been a consecutive thoughts about maybe feeling bad about your body, not wanting to exercise. You're consistently taking actions that support the thoughts and beliefs. And then you've ended up in a place similarly for example maybe you've got a business right so it suddenly isn't that you know people get bankrupt they make bad choices it started somewhere it's maybe been the mindset of oh I just want to speed up the process I'll invest in this thing I'll, I'll buy this I'll do a quick win and, and all those driven actions have then led to the circumstance I think actually it's still linked this links back to the lack mindset yeah. where often it's not you're trying to fight against something that you don't like or fight against the life that you're leading and then you end up just going the wrong way making the wrong choices but if you think about for example your body shape if it's something you don't like often as not when you look in the mirror you'll stand in a pose that it's a little bit (laughs) less flattering you'll probably be in clothes that are less flattering and what you'll probably do is hunch over stick your belly out and then shake your belly and look at it disappointed (laughs) have you been washing me in the mirror (laughs) but that's one of the things that people will do rather than pose like they would for a photo trying to look their best so of course if you don't if you're not as happy with your body as you could be and you're posing to make it look as bad as it can and you're kind of mocking it in the mirror Mm. then that's just going to amplify how you feel about it Mm. what you should be doing is looking at what parts of it are doing the work for you, Mm -hmm. what parts of it you like, which parts of it you can focus on, and then how you can actually make those changes as part of a daily lifestyle and a long-term goal. Absolutely. You you shouldn't be looking in the mirror wearing your worst, baggiest (laughs) pyjamas, hunched over and thinking, oh, look at me, I'm horrible. Mm. Well, you're not dressed in your prime of course you're not (laughs) gonna look as good as you can even Mm. if you're not at the peak you'd like to be at Mm. so how do you overcome this i think this fourth one is an absolute deal breaker if you nail this belief in your circumstances dictating what you do honestly the rest will fall into place before we get into the fifth one that we're going to share so what what did i what would i kind of suggest here well the best suggestion would be go back and we want to kind of get out that cycle of my circumstances dictate how i feel and how i act think about the opposite way okay the way I feel the way I act dictates my circumstance if you don't like your circumstances 
circumstance right now, if you don't like the amount of money in the bank, if you don't like the the way you feel every day, if you don't like your job that you're going to for 10, 12 hours a day, the only thing, the only choice you have, we're not victims here, we're going to take life, grab it, is changing the way you believe and the way you act. And even if you need to act temporally the way that you believe that that version of you will act. So if, for example, you want to be fit and healthy and strong, get up, even though it might suck, get up three times a week um, early and go for a run or a walk. You know, make it something super simple. Even put on the body coach on YouTube or something like that, right? Absolutely. And also, as we mentioned on one of the previous points, don't look at short-term fixes. Don't say, oh no, I hate my job, and then decide to pick up sticks and go into another job that you aren't going to like in yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. The same with the house. If your house is serving you right now for the space, don't think, oh, I've got enough money to upgrade slightly to get one extra room or a slightly bigger garden. Work out what the house is that you actually mm, want, mm. and then don't stepping stone your way there. Mm. Wait until you can actually get exactly what you want. The same yeah. as the job. Don't stepping stone from one job with a weird boss that you don't like <laughs> to another job that you don't know, which is probably going to have something else that's annoying. Work out what you actually want and then wait until you can achieve that. Do whatever education, whatever steps, whatever moves you need to get to that place rather than having these big jumps. And the same goes for your body. Don't jump on one of these crazy diets where suddenly you're down to half the normal calories and you've got to keep that up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you will fail. Mm. What you need to do is focus on the long game and decide what you want life to look like way down the line and then start living it now. Start putting things in place now so you're not making these really stark jumps into areas that are going to serve you no better than where you are. Absolutely. And I just before we recorded this podcast, uh, I love a good motivational video. And one of the people I'm excited to see virtually this year is Tony Robbins. Ah, it's been one of my tick boxes. You have been? spoken about him a lot. <laughs> no, not in that way. No, not in that way. <laughs> no, exactly. So um, I watched a motivational video that Tony Robbins gave. It was on YouTube. And he basically said three words will change your life. And they apply basically to your belief in your circumstances ruling the roost. They better be good. They better you, you, you three. Are you ready you for it? Right. It is raise your standards. Oh. Oh, deep. oh, see, that is good. Truth bomb, right? That is good. Raise your standards. And he was basically saying what we were trying to say in this point. You know, your circumstance is a direct reflection on not what you should do. You could should your way all over the floor and it wouldn't matter. It's a direct proportion to what you want and your standards for yourself. So your brain, your body will automatically go to your comfort zone of what your standards are. So for example, if your standard is that you're an athlete, your brain, your habits, your actions will default so that you will feel strong. You'll feel, you know, you'll look after your nutrition. You'll go exercise maybe three, four times a week. You'll maintain that standard. Even in things like relationships, right? So if your standard is, you know, you want to be independent, you you want to, you know, perhaps um, 
live in a relationship where you've got the, the ability to be trustworthy and all these kind of different standards, you will live that anything that goes above or below it, you won't allow, you know, that'll be your deal breaker. The same for money. If you're someone who fundamentally believes that you pay your bills and that's it, you know, you scrape through every month is just about making paycheck to paycheck. Even if you earned 150k, you would still end up in that mindset. There'd always be, you know, just a little bit left over every month. Well, what you would do in that regard is I think you would have your mortgage, your car payments and everything else exactly. ramped up. You, your expenses would match your income. Exactly. And that's actually a habit that a lot of people get into. Mm-hmm. You get the pay rise and then you change the car or you upgrade the house yep. rather than getting the car that you'd really like or the house you really like, you go for these little stepping stone things, as I mentioned. Exactly. Really bad steps. And it doesn't matter if you earn a million pounds and you spend 1.5 million or if you earn 10,000 pounds, but you manage to save two grand. Like the person with the 10 grand saving two grand is better off than the one spending 1.5. So that's what he said, raise your standards. So I'm going to take that as a life lesson off the back of watching that tonight. It was really great. And if you are listening to this podcast as well, I can see it in Matthew's eyes, he's excited to do the same. But you know, raise your standard. What are those deal breakers now that you want to set? Forget about how you act, what you're doing right now. What's the new standard? What's the new minimum for money you want to make? Because should it be actually just not paying the bills? Do you actually want to do great things with your money? Do you want to pay your bills plus support some of your family plus give to things that you believe in? What is the standard you're creating? So if we're going to raise our standard, I think that moves us to point number five, which is belief in your own self-worth. Exactly. Value yourself, value who you are and what you can bring to the world. So the flip is, the, the mindset that was holding us back was obviously believing in a lack of your own self-worth and this is huge okay and again I think it kind of touches upon all the different beliefs you mentioned but essentially when we were children of course and we see it with our two boys running around they just believe they can do anything right all the games they play they they always you know want to do fun things they never sit still goodness they you know they never want to sit still and be at peace anything's possible anything's possible and and we as parents would want that as well right we don't want them to be limited so why do we allow ourselves as we grow up to believe that that we're not worthy that we're not good enough you know if you want to be an astronaut what's stopping you okay at any point or if you want to be a doctor you could go back to university and spend seven years and do it regardless of what age you are or what you know qualifications you've got you might have to work a little hard you might need to go to night school you might need to do different things but you could do it and I, I think that is so critical that sometimes through knocks in life you know we do um judge our self-worth our self-confidence takes hits but it's all about the comeback it's all about actually can you scrub up and become like little children again ultimately who told you that you couldn't exactly who was it that told you usually yourself it's a little voice in your head that says you don't belong or that you shouldn't do it absolutely i think society and that's not pinpointing any individual or any particular area of a country or religion or race, but society as a whole mm. seems to almost give you these views on what your self-worth and what your possibilities should be. But in actual fact, when you take a step back and you think, who told you that you can't do things? Who tells you or who told you what your value is? You can't actually point to what that is. And therefore what's happened is 
through the people that surround you, your friends, your family, what you've done is you've taken on board what their self-worth is, what their capabilities are, and you've put yourself in a box which is probably largely similar to those people around you. Absolutely. I guarantee if you change those people around you (laughs) to someone that maybe you would look up to Mm. and you were to have four or five of those around you a lot, your self-worth, your value, and the feeling of what you can achieve would change significantly. Mm. They always say that you're the product the, yeah, of yeah, five people that, five you people know, that right? you're around. <laughs> and therefore, I'm not saying that you should go and get rid of your friends and get new ones, but what you have to understand is your self-worth and your beliefs in yourself and what's possible are set by non-real factors. It's just a condition of the people that you're around and the beliefs that everyone around you has that are creating it. It's actually not real. You change the people, you change the beliefs and Mm. therefore the beliefs weren't real. Your self-worth that you have right now isn't real. You can change it. Absolutely. This is the power actually of maybe getting a coach or somebody as well, right? And I know obviously in those circumstances you'll have to pay for someone. But the whole job of a coach or a mentor is to believe in the best version of you possible. We think about like hiring a PT maybe is the most common one. Their job is to believe in what you can do in the future, not what you can do right now. And you've probably got a huge amount of experience of that, of you know transformations you've seen or even your own mindset with fitness, right? Absolutely. Everyone is capable. All you need to do is get started and put the work in. The challenge, I think, is that often as not when you see people, maybe you see someone like Tony Robbins, who are really far out of reach of your everyday person as far as their confidence on stage, the businesses that they run, potentially their bank balance, the life they lead or everything else. And therefore you feel like you can't relate. When in actual fact, someone like Tony Robbins has come from a very Mm, challenging past. He's worked his way through life Mm. and therefore he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of life experience that he would be able to share. And that's the thing. Often as not, unless you've been lucky to be born in a family that's very wealthy or they've got a particular mindset about them, Mm. often those people that you look up to have actually come from somewhere probably not dissimilar to where many people have been. And therefore, everything is possible. Don't dismiss someone else's success as therefore they can't relate to you or that's too far away from where you are Mm. and not achievable. If you were able to spend a couple of weeks with that person, you'd suddenly see them for who they really are. And I think that your own self-worth would change off the back of that. Absolutely. And I, I'm a huge fan of hiring coaches. Obviously, I coach people some of the time when they reach out and want coaching um, people who are maybe in businesses and, and wanting to break free of like nine to fives and things. But the whole point, the whole purpose of my job is to elevate you to the level that I don't see the baggage right so it's somebody else's viewpoint and probably your partner should do this as well they don't see as many flaws as you believe you have and the whole point is to elevate is to say right I see this vision of you and I'm going to keep believing in you and keep you inspired to do actions and beliefs that will get you there and I really hope these five beliefs that we've covered these are really ones that are so common that people, once they manage to get over them and get over themselves with it, they, they change their life. They they will change the money situation, whether or not you work in a nine to five job, because the moment you break 
the habit of limit with your financial supply, boom. That's you. You don't take, you know, the minimum pay cut or the minimum pay rise. You accept what you're worth. You go into the industry knowing your value. If you're an entrepreneur, you price things to cover the life you want, not to simply meet a particular niche or a particular customer. It's all these kind of mindsets that really do hold people back. And our hope is as well, the final mix in all five of these is also about time. So be sympathetic towards yourself in some way. Realize that you've got to let time change your beliefs as well. This isn't just the case of, you know, we've named these five beliefs, right? Tomorrow, don't be like that. No, give yourself some space that you don't need to believe and change automatically tomorrow. Say, right, today, I'm just going to believe that it's possible to think differently about my circumstance. I'm just going to believe that I can possibly think different about limit in the world and lack. If you have that belief, then what you'll find is you start making small actions and those small actions will become successful. And then what you'll do is you'll get confirmation that things are possible. And the more confirmation you have, the more confident you are, the more confident you are, the more you're able to do and the more you look to change things or adjust your life or steer it where you want to do. Confirmation is a wonderful thing. And the more you get, the more you looked for, and then it just continues to multiply. Absolutely. So I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode, episode 12. You're always surprised. I'm always surprised. I need to stop being surprised. It's really a joy. I really do love making these with you. So yeah, I hope if you're listening, you have also enjoyed our first one back. And I don't think it's been that big a break, but it has felt a little bit of a break from it um, for the past week and a half since we recorded. But our hope is for the next many episodes ahead of this podcast, we'll be sharing things. It's all about your prosperity, right? So we're going to absolutely help you with your mindset, anything to do with any beliefs that are holding you back. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about just general business as well. Tons to look forward to. So if you haven't subscribed. I did ask you to pause. I did ask you to go <laughs> we and asked sub- you Well, actually, no, I didn't mention the subscription. So do the subscription so I'm doing as well. That. See? Hit subscribe. Five star review. You should have done that already. Because obviously it's, it's amazing. It. Um, the share other, it. And the share. share it with other people. If you already shared it before, well done. But also, you know more people than one person. Go share it with some more. <laughs> Thank you. That's wonderful. And you can find us in various places as well. So if you like us, you like a bit of banter, Scottish-English divide being solved in one podcast, um, you can find our family channel on YouTube, which is called The Kempson House, where we do lots of things behind the scenes as a family. We talk about fitness. I do meal plans. We do home improvements. Um, yeah, there's tons there, isn't there? I also have a YouTube channel called Mama Furfer, where I teach people about personal finance, investing and success mindset. And then you can catch us with Instagram, Amazon books, everywhere, can't you? Yeah, you do have a book. <laughs> and an audio book might be coming out soon. An audio book of your previous book. It's a great way to listen. <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you very soon. Bye.